Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. You're listening to Revolver Podcasts. Good afternoon. A San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. State District Judge Angus McGinty is at the center of an investigation today involving the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin and it cost him his freedom, his livelihood, his bench, and law license. Since pleading guilty, he's refused to talk about the details of his criminal case. Until now. I did it because I was foolish. And that one little mistake that I made, that I never really intended to make, but I did, cost me everything. Everything. But this is not just the story of a single judge taking a one-time bribe. You see, during the FBI's corruption investigation back in 2014, agents recorded attorney Al Acevedo on his cell phone, boasting he was bribing several state judges. Only McGinty was charged and prosecuted. That's because the FBI's undercover operation was compromised when word of the investigation was leaked to the very judges who it was targeting. The names of other judges and bribes they allegedly took have been kept sealed in secret FBI and court files, with many of those judges still on the bench. But I've obtained those secret files and the truth of the courthouse corruption scandal and exactly who was involved will finally be revealed. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister, and this is How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. Judge Sid Harl's name is repeatedly mentioned in the FBI files from the bribery case of former Judge Angus McGinty. I had first met Harl while a reporter in San Antonio, so when I reached out to his office recently, he called me back, and I explained what I was doing with this podcast and why I was calling him about it. I've been doing a podcast called How to Bribe a Judge, and it's uh, about the Angus McGinty case and the subsequent FBI investigation into corruption into the courthouse. And your name comes up quite a bit in those files, and I thought I'd reach out to you and run it by you. Yeah, go ahead. I thought most of that was debunked uh, several years ago because the vast majority was lies by the uh, confidential informant who was looking at a federal sentence and deportation and looking any way to work his uh, case off. And, and, and by confidential inform, 
You mean uh, Mike Otten, the mechanic, who is the confidential informant? Yeah, uh, well, I call him a snitch, but anyway, he was looking at a federal, from what I understand, uh, some significant time in a federal case, and then uh, then he was going to get extradited when he finished the time, and Al Acevedo was his uh, ticket to work in the case off. So he lied and did anything he could to uh, get anything that they might buy, but most of it was debunked uh, many years ago. So how were they able to, uh, and do you think they were able to tag Angus with, with that stuff? Well, Angus should have tried that case. He, he, I think he would have been found uh, not guilty if he would have tried it. Or if not, it would have been reversed on appeal because there wasn't any quid pro quo. But for whatever reason, he decided not to. I, I, was, uh, I was disappointed because I think he should have taken it to trial. In, in, in your view, when you look at Angus's case, how do you not see the... I mean, the government obviously thought very differently. Yeah, well, uh, my understanding that was based on some issue about, uh, I don't know, something about car and some mechanical work that Otten did on the car, and I don't remember much about it, but either Angus didn't pay for it allegedly or Al paid for it allegedly, and... Uh, then somehow or another, I never did quite see what the quid pro quo was that they were alleging that Angus did in exchange for whatever happened. Either he paid Otten or he bought the car. Or I don't even know what the story was back then, but I didn't I didn't see the quid pro quo uh, that they did. I think it was a leap. And actually what happened, and I don't remember, but whatever the probation issue was, or uh, it would have been a fairly standard uh, circumstance that that happened in the course of that uh, case, regardless of what happened before. So I think they were reaching on the quid pro quo. Mm. Hopefully a jury would have seen it, or maybe the appellate court would have seen it. But unfortunately, he decided to plead. Right. And in the when the government uh, made their submission to the court, they were attaching the quid pro quo to uh, Acevedo pay for car repair, and then in this case, in that case, in this case, they would mention various cases. He would get a reduction in bond, or he would get something reset because the guy had absconded, and Art had the bond out on the guy. So, uh, in yeah, I, I'm just I'm saying a lot of that would be just common practice, regardless of of what happened between Al and Angus. But uh, you know, uh, I didn't see anything that was totally out of the ordinary, like uh, the state was. Uh, adamantly uh, opposing probation, and and he turned around and did probation on an egregious case, which I don't think was ever alleged. But you know, anyway, that's that's my opinion, and he he decided to plead, so that's up to him. But uh, I thought he uh, he should have taken it to trial, but that's just you know my opinion on the deal. Former FBI agent Michael Carlisle had a very different take than Judge Sid Harrell on the strength and validity of the government's case which he made clear in an earlier episode. I think the things that we had, I think it would it would have been difficult to take that set of facts and that, those conversations and those circumstances and create a scenario other than what it was. I really did. I think it would have been hard to have created a story that encompassed all of those facts that didn't lead you to there was a corrupt element to this. So I don't think that's any credit to Acevedo that he told the truth on that. I just, I, I think it was undeniable. And it was on the wiretaps, so you, you had him. Yeah. Well, it, but it was it was on the wiretaps, it was on the surveillance, it was on the pictures, it was on the credit card receipts, it was, I mean, 
that 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 case was was built. And like I say, when you and I don't and I don't mean to disparage other cases that other people do. That, that's not at all what I mean. But there's there's a level that you have to get to to get a federal indictment. And I would say you have to exceed that level on the corruption side when you're dealing with the judiciary. I think you have to be airtight plus. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be bombproof. And, and this was. One of, one of the responses that, that McGinty gave, and I even heard in some news coverage, uh, talk shows, things like that at the time, was, well, the feds don't understand how state courts work. You know, this ex parte mm-hmm. stuff happens all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. They're just making a mountain out of a molehill. And, but what do you say to that? Because ex, yeah. because in this case, it was about the ex parte communications, but it was also about quid pro quo, which you had to prove. Sure. I think it was, I, I think the guys from uh, New Mexico put it best. It was like, just because everybody's doing it doesn't make it right. They, they said, this is not, you know, just because ex parte communication has become, you know, the, the norm at Bear County Courthouse doesn't mean this is how the system should work. This doesn't mean that, you know, these rules weren't there for a reason. And that just because they're being overlooked, kind of across the board, that's even more reason to do this. That's even more reason to do a case like this. There should be more of these, not, not you know, you shouldn't vilify this case for that reason. This should, this should spawn more cases. When we come back, I confront Harl about references to him in the FBI investigation. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. So uh, his case was sealed by the courts, um, the, except for just a few of the public filings, obviously, the, the indictment, et cetera. Um, so what I've been reporting on, uh, and you may have already heard about this, I know your daughter follows me on Twitter, um, that uh, I've been able to get my hands on the Angus's sealed file. Um, and so I have a good bit, not all, but a good bit of the FBI investigation that took place. And uh, your name is mentioned in there several times. Um, Basically, to to sort of sum up what the allegations are when there are references to you, is that you were taking bribes. Well, that's a lie. Absolute lie. They picked up conversations between 
Al Acevedo and Albert Sines, in which they talked about, um, well, first, uh, Acevedo said that he could influence uh, the, the lowering or, or, in some cases, raising of bonds in your court, Ranhell's court, Angelini's court, uh, and McGinty's court. Well, have you ever figured out that Al will tell his clients whatever he needs to tell them to keep them happy and he's not above... Well, I lost the call. I'm waiting for Judge Harl to call back. All right, that's Judge Harl calling back. I lost you there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Some kind of weird connection. Uh, what are you? Are you on a cell phone or what? Yeah, I'm on a cell. Um, I don't know what story. But I'm not. I'm not moving. I'm sticking. Sticking right where I'm at. So I got you now. Um, so you were. You were talking about what Al would say. I don't know what Al said, but if he's indicating he had some kind of special influence to one of his clients that I guess he was trying to court, that would be a lie. Uh, he was he was making that statement broadly about your court, regardless of the specific client. Well, he just told me he was talking to the, the bond guy. Yeah, he, but, he was talking to the bondsman uh, and one of his employees in reference to your being able to influence bond lowering and raising in your court and others. Well, uh, again, Al will say whatever he needs to say to court the client, but it's a lie. So another wiretap conversation uh, that the FBI picked up was between uh, Acevedo and the bail bondsman Albert Sines. And in it, they're talking about bribing uh, Judge Sid Harl. So I will read the uh, the part of Acevedo, and Angus, you read the part of the bail bondsman, Albert Sines. Okay. Hey, are you uh, are you in good with Sid Harl? Yeah. We can. Uh, we gotta. We we gotta do a reset. We got one coming up. That's seventy five thousand uh, dollars Thursday. We need to get another reset. We're on the third one. I've got somebody working on it. The guy's in Mexico. Tell him we'll give him money for his campaign. Well, I can't say that. Well, but I know that, but you know, behind the door. Well, I already told him I already pledged five thousand for his campaign. Uh, okay. Okay. No, we'll. Um, I'll try to do it tomorrow. Hey, listen. Hey, let's see if we can go to lunch with him, so we can, you know, go to lunch with him. We can't, man. We can't, man. We got to be careful with that. We can't even go to lunch. Not when we got a case pending before him. Yeah. All right. Well, let me know what we got to do. Give me a call. There's another wiretapped phone conversation the FBI picks up on that involves Judge Sid Harrell. I'm reading now from one of the government documents that says, On September 3rd, 2013, Acevedo telephonically spoke with Maria Rojas, Sines' employee, regarding clients on $10,000 bond or larger who are considered flight risks and who may not appear for scheduled court hearings as instructed. Rojas asked if Acevedo, even if he was not the attorney of record, request the presiding judge vacate the scheduled order for the court setting to allow signs to locate absconded clients or the judge to release signs from the bonds. 
Acevedo intimated he could approach McGinty with such requests, as well as Judge Ron Ranhell of the 379th Criminal District Court of Bear County, and possibly Judge Sidney Harrell of the 226th Criminal District Court of Bear County. Now, to walk us through the transcript, since we don't have the actual recording uh, of the phone conversation that was picked up by Wiretap, I'm going to read the part of Attorney Al Acevedo, and Christine, who is joining me, is going to read the part of Maria Rojas. So the FBI's record of the call starts this way. It says, on September 3rd, 2013, at approximately 4.35 p.m., Mary, believed to be Maria Rojas, one of Signs' employees, called target telephone number one, which is the phone that Al Acevedo had that was being wiretapped by the government, and had the following conversation with attorney Acevedo. Hello? Albert? Yeah. Hey, it's Mary. Albert wants me to call into you every time, every day, the failures to appears that are 10,000 or bigger. Yeah, I got a call. I, I got to do that a day before. If you, have, if you have reason to believe that they're not going to show up. Um... Here is the problem that I have, is that I'm not the attorney of record, and I can get in trouble. Um, hmm. I know that. I mean, man, he's... I don't know, you know, what... I don't know where he, you know, he just said... There's only, there's only, on Ron Ranhell, I can do it. On Angus McGinty, I can't do it. Uh, and Sid Harl, I can probably do it. That's it. Those are the only three judges I can do them. And Sid Harl? Yeah. Okay, let me check and see what courts these are. The, are the... Okay, 144th, 220, um, 226th, and 379. Okay, let me find out if any of these, any of these are in that court, and I'll let him know. Okay. Okay, bye. Coming up next, I asked Sid Harl to respond directly to the wiretapped conversation. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Assuming if there was any evidence to this effect, the FBI would have moved on it, and there's not. It's all Al just blowing steam and uh, the other guy trying to stay out of federal prison. Look at the cast of characters. Well, uh, the case was uh, was apparently, the fact that Acevedo was cooperating was apparently leaked by Judge Orlando Garcia and uh, Joey Contreras, allegedly. Joey denies it. I think that's, I think that's another lie. 
Armando Garcia would do anything of the nature of that nature. Before the before Angus was uh, charged, were you aware of the FBI investigation, and who told you? Well, I had no clue. I heard about it after they'd already taken him into custody. Hmm. So, so the the conversations that the FBI has in their in their files have to do with uh, picked up uh, conversations picked up on wiretap, and I know you received a notice that you that. Um, of the wiretaps, your uh, your name was listed in the in the files. Um, so, in one conversation, that is about a specific client that they couldn't find. There was going to be a forfeiture of a seventy five thousand dollar bond, and Signs and Acevedo talk about giving money, uh, telling you, tell him. The quote is, "Tell him we'll give him money to his campaign." And then later there was a. A five thousand dollar donation to your campaign from Acevedo. Mm, I don't recall an, an, a, a donation of that amount. I, I would be surprised that he made that donation. And uh, number two, uh, I don't. You know, again, that's them talking. Did I did I do something on some seventy five thousand dollar bond? Or they're just talking. Well, that, that was them talking. That was them talking about, I guess, getting a reset so that they could find, so that they could find the guy, so they wouldn't have to forfeit the bond. Well, that's common practice. You you put a warrant out, and you give the bondsman time to find the guy, so somebody's out looking for him. In addition to the Bear County Sheriff, that is standard practice. And I'm not saying it happened in this case, but for a bondsman to come in and request more time to bring the client before the court, so they get their justice, uh, that is a common judicial move to try to get two people looking for the person that's in flight and obviously the bondsman's going to be looking harder than uh some guy with a warrant that works for the state because the bondsman has a lot on the line right and in this case al was the bondsman which is common practice but so he had a a big motivation yeah same thing so they they talk extensively um there, there's a, a quote from the FBI in one of their filings where they say that the statements they picked up on wiretap, that they believe that that statement, uh, which talks about these contributions um, and the influence that he alleged to have in your court, that they, they said that that was essentially evidence, proof of the fact that they had successfully bribed you. They didn't. So it's just two idiots talking and Al telling him whatever they want to hear. It is it is total BS. There was... And if they had evidence, then I guess they would have charged me. They didn't have any evidence. It was all Acevedo and this guy trying to stay out of the federal pen, uh, just blowing smoke, and it was all a bunch of crap. Again, former FBI agent Michael Carlisle. Do I think he was truthful about telling me everything he had done, all of the things he had been involved with. No, I, I, and I never believe that about, about anyone that I sit across from. Rarely do I find somebody that, that truly wants to offer up, here's everything I've ever done. But you think he was truthful about the corrupt influence he had in the courts that you all picked up him talking yeah. about and things like that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Were you ever alerted that Acevedo was wearing wire? I heard about it after the fact. No. Um, 
there's a references in, in here, uh, and Angus, again, considered the source. He's the convicted felon. Um, but Angus says that he was repeatedly told by Alan Brown and Jay Norton that they were keeping you posted on the case, that you were very interested in the case, and that you took special interest in it. And Angus believes uh, his opinion, and again, considering the source, that it was because there were these implications that involved you in the, in the, in the FBI investigation. Uh, Alan and Jay volunteered to represent him, in essence, for free. I liked Angus. He was kind of stupid, but I helped him whenever I could. He called me all the time. Uh, The special interest in the case was simply I was trying to assist him because I wanted him to go to trial. But then at some point, he conveyed he was going to plead, so I dropped it. I I said, then, I don't know what you want me to do, Angus. If, If you want me to come over there and testify about bonding practices in the state court versus bonding practices in the federal court, I'll do it. I've told your lawyers I'll do it. But, you know, he ended up pleading on the case, and I thought, again, that was a mistake. So what do you think of what Sid Harl has to say? I wish I'd have known he felt so strongly for my defense then. Well, he says right there in the recording that he told you that. No, sorry. He never said, I'm in your corner, whatever you need. There was no quid pro quo. You go to trial. You're not guilty of this. Are you fucking kidding me? He never said that. I'd love to hear it right now. That's great. It's, that's the truth. Why didn't he say that truth in 2014? I would have loved to have heard it back then. It maybe have made a difference. With Alan and Jay badgering me, it would have been nice to have Sid Harl, who I, to this day, respect immensely just listening to his voice brings me comfort because he answered my questions all the time yeah i called him all the time he said you were stupid (laughs) well i i hopefully i think he's uh referring to this instance and not generally speaking but anyway since sid harl was a friend of mine maybe i'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that comment but um how about, I'll, how about I'll kick his ass? I'm, I'm stronger and bigger than him, so how about I'll just kick his ass if he says that to me again? But anyway, um, I'm joking. I'm not going to threaten Sid Harl. Um, I wish he would have felt this strongly for my defense in 2014. Um, so is he lying when he says he told you all that? Um, I can tell you that he never was that strongly in my defense in 2014. No, he was not. Um, maybe he remembers it differently. Maybe he, he felt that way, but he never told me. Maybe he just felt that way, but. But you're going to give him the benefit of the (laughs) doubt in in terms of how he, how he recalls the situation. I'll just say that it would have been nice to have heard that in 2014. Coming up in our next episode, you'll hear more of my conversation with Judge Sid Harrell, including his response to a reference in the files that he was taking bribes from at least one other lawyer in exchange for court appointments. That's next time on How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.